It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is so good to be back in studio. Thank you guys for putting up with subpar sound quality for the past two days. Hopefully we're back to normal for a little bit. Well, kind of back to normal. No Pappas today. He is resting and recovering. He's filled in for me here at the radio station for the past two days. So thank you so much to him. He did an outstanding job hosting Auburn Opelika this morning. But it's just me today. We're going to talk about what our boy Gus Malzahn said yesterday. We're also going to talk about the top matchups to watch in this week's matchup, this week's showdown between Auburn and LSU. But of course, first things first, today's show brought to you by our great friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. They've got a new app. Their website is great, fetchmedelivery.com. Their new app, just search Fetch Me Delivery in your phone's app store. It will be there. But the coolest thing that they've added lately, and I've talked about it time and time and time again, because it's important. You talk about making an impact in your community, Auburn people caring about Auburn people, but you can do that uh, by ordering Fetch Me, and then afterwards you can add a few dollars to your total, and all that money goes to the Food Bank of East Alabama. A lot of folks, uh, a shocking number of people are food insecure in our community, and uh, the folks at Fetch Me are doing what they can to help limit that, to help combat that, and I think, um, I think the folks over at the, the Food Bank of East Alabama do an outstanding job as well. And thank you so much to Fetch Me for partnering with them. So please, please, please do that, folks. And, of course, you can use promo code ZAC20 for your first delivery free. Thank you so much for Fetch Me. Local people that care about the community. I absolutely love it. So the first thing Gus Malzahn talked about during his press conference yesterday was highlighting how bad they've done against LSU. And why is that interesting? Because if you turn on anything, especially you know the, the, the folks that are extremely anti-Gus, which we've been pro-Gus for the most part, but it's getting tougher and tougher and tougher, man. I tell you what. Uh, but the, the thing you hear the most is his record against Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. It's weird. It's weird. So he's like, I'm going to bring it up too. First of all, we're glad to be back home. Um, you know, we're hosting the defending national champs. Uh, we've had three uh, really consecutive tough losses. You look back at 2017, we went up 20 to nothing. They had a big punt return, got the momentum, uh, losing that game. You think about uh, 2018, we were up the whole game here at home. Uh, we had two 15-yard penalties on the last drive. They kicked a field goal last play of the game. And, of course, last year, you know, it was a dogfight all the way down to the end. And tough one. So uh, I will tell you this, our guys are extremely – excited and motivated to play this game uh, you know 230 CBS kick and like I said playing at home I think that's really big this will be our sixth consecutive SEC uh, game all right so uh, I, I thought that was interesting I thought that was interesting that he was like okay we've done really bad the last three times let's detail them real quick interesting strategy but we've seen Gus get out of the situation before when his back has been against the wall I mean, uh, a desperate-to-win Gus Malzahn's a dangerous thing. I think we're starting to get to that point. But here's the rest of his opening statement. He talks up LSU. You know, you look at LSU and you see a team that each week has improved. 
and uh, probably played their best game. You know, overall, they got a bunch of uh, you know new guys like we do, and you can tell they're improving. And of course, for us, last week was a really big road win. Uh, real proud of our guys that uh, the way that they won, they found a way to win. And I think three out of the four close games, you know, our guys have found a way to win, which uh, you know I really think is going to help us moving forward. All right, so uh, moving along, something that was interesting about this LSU Auburn matchup is LSU's quarterback. Situation. We've talked about Auburn's quarterback situation a ton. Um, talked about Ole Miss's quarterback situation a little bit. With it was weird how they handled both of them. I talked more about that on ESPN One Six Seven than I did on here. But um, LSU's quarterback situation with JT Finley uh, looks like he's going to be the guy. Gus Malzahn was asked about him. Said a lot of positive things about the young guy. Yeah, well, first of all, I was very impressed with the young guy. You know, they ran the football and he made some some really good throws, um, some in really tight coverage. So, you know, but uh, the big big thing is they were able to run the football successfully with him playing quarterback. So I think the big question here is what does Auburn do to combat JT Finley? You know, you, you see guys in the past, they play a little bit in their st- first start or the first, you know, experience. There's some film on them. All of a sudden, you can see their tendencies. What is you know? What's Kevin Steele going to see from JT Finley that uh, that says okay? You know, here here are some of his weaknesses. I don't know if he really played enough or did that much to do that. Like Malzahn said, several of his passes were were, were kind of covered. He just kind of squeezed them in there. So, um, what do you do to combat that? Because Auburn's not going to be able to rush the passer, right? That's the given. I have a hard time seeing Auburn rushing the passer. They haven't really done it at all this season. Their defensive line against opposing SEC offensive linemen, they just have not won that battle. They've done okay at times and stretches in the running game. You hear Gus Malzahn talking about LSU being able to run the football last week. Can Auburn's front seven stop the run consistently against LSU? That's going to be a bigger question to me than them defending the pass with JT Finley. I think LSU's going to want to run the football. And honestly, I think that's a better situation for Auburn to be in, especially at home. So, we'll see. Malzahn was asked about the kickoff controversy. He responded by pointing out that Auburn had a kickoff that was called back. Um, Some people more critical of that hold on Smoke Monday for Tank Bigsby's uh, kickoff return. And man, if that's not called back, can you imagine the the hype that we are experiencing right now? I mean, it'd even be higher than it actually is already, which is kind of crazy to think about. But I thought that was a calculated response. He knew he was going to be asked that. He had that answer ready. And that's an element that we haven't really talked about. So, um, you know, was that a makeup call? I don't know. But I really thought that was an interesting response from Gus Malzahn. I thought he would just say, yeah, you know, that's not really our job. Our job is to just go out and play the game and let the officials call it. That's kind of what I thought he was going to say. But a little spicy with the comeback, reminded folks that Auburn had a kickoff touchdown called back as well. So I thought that was cool. Um, I think it was J.G. Tate of AuburnSports.com, Auburn Rivals, that asked Gus about how they ran more gap blocking opposed to zone. Talked about it earlier in the week, how they did a lot of GT counter stuff, pulling the backside guard, pulling the backside tackle. And they did that both when Tank was in and when Shivers was in. And 
I'm glad he asked this question because it's like, you know, why are you doing more of this? Because they kind of struggled with that earlier in the season. Went to zone, got a little bit better, but that was also when they put Tank Bigsby on the field a little bit more. So, you know, uh, which, 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 which thing was it that made it so much better? But you saw both. You saw both on, on, um, on Saturday, and I thought that was pretty interesting. And Gus talked about how you've got to do both. Yeah, I, I think, uh, really, I think it's all above what you just said. You know, I think to be a good run team, you've got you to have zone and gap, you know, to, to slow the linebackers down and everything that goes with it. And then, you know, if you're facing a team that likes to pressure, you know, a lot of times gap's better than zone. So, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, of being able to do both uh, when the time calls upon and then you've got to figure out, too, you know, your opponent. And, uh, you know, can you – what's the best – to do versus the opponent. So, uh, but I've always believed you got to have both. You got to have both. And uh, Auburn did on Saturday against Ole Miss, a very bad Ole Miss defense. But LSU's defense is nothing to write home about either. Can they keep that trend going? I think they're going to be able to run on LSU. I think they're going to be able to run on LSU. So I think that's something that Auburn fans should expect to see on Saturday. Hopefully you have ordered your home field apparel swag. They've done such a good job cater, uh, catering to Auburn fans. Their new Auburn line, it dropped uh, back on September 12th, and it has blown up ever since then. Auburn fans have been all over it. Still getting tweets and texts uh, you know, w- w- with the pictures of home field swag. With uh, the historic designs, I mean, and also incredibly comfortable. No one has bought a home field apparel shirt and regretted it. I, I, I don't think that person exists. And so I highly recommend that you do that. They also have some basketball designs. Basketball just a few weeks away. I know a lot of folks really, really excited about Auburn basketball with Bruce Pearl's squad getting ready to get things going. So highly encourage you to check out our friends at Homefield Apparel. You can go online at homefieldapparel.com and you can get 20% off your first purchase. Just use promo code Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N at checkout. Homefieldapparel.com, 20% off with a promo code Auburn. Do you ever feel like you are constantly just go, 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 no matter what you do, things just don't slow down, and you just need to chill. You just need to unwind. Well, there's only one beer that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what sport you're watching and how your Auburn Tigers are doing, Saturdays are your time to chill. And uh, watching football is therapeutic to fans. It's uninterrupted me time, and it's an excuse to chill and drink beer. So drink the beer that's literally made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged, and it's as, uh, it's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at GetCoorsLight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, let's touch on some of the top individual matchups to look at. Pappas usually kind of takes a step deeper in all these because he has all those, you know, pro football focus. He uh, has that subscription and loves to nerd out on some of that. And I do not have access to that. So, um, but it's just from a matchup, just from an eyeball to eyeball situation, LSU safety Jacoby Stevens. He leads their team in tackles. I uh, saw that stat on ESPN last night. 
I have him paired up against Flash just because uh, you see him doing stuff in the middle of the field a little bit more than anyone else. If Auburn threw to the tight end as much as we thought they were going to, I would put him there. Also, I think you could just put Jacoby Stevens against Auburn's running game. Are they going to bring their guys up in the box to try to stop Tank Bigsby? Honestly, I think that's what I would do. If I was LSU, I would try to stop the run game for Auburn and make Bo Nix throw the ball. Make Auburn beat you with Bo Nix's arm. And um, So we'll see what they do. Jacoby Stevens is a big piece. They really, really like him. The NFL is really, really going to like him regardless of what LSU's defense has done statistically this year. So Jacoby Stevens versus whoever's going to play in the middle of the field for Auburn. I've got flash written down on my sheet here. But also, how do they use Jacoby Stevens in the running game? My next top individual matchup, LSU wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. versus Auburn cornerback Roger McCreary. Roger McCreary has lived up to the billing We talk about him each and every week. He is money in the bank. He's going to make a lot of money in the NFL in a few years. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., I mean, he's one of these stereotypical LSU wide receivers that is always open. Got this cool combination of size and speed, and he's going to be tough to cover. It's going to be interesting to see, does Roger McCurry follow him, or LSU's got enough talented guys? Um, Do they they play sideline and boundary. It's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Um, LSU linebacker Jabril Cox versus Auburn running back Tank Bigsby. Jabril Cox was uh, made available to uh, the media for LSU a few days ago. He talked about you know, what you got to do to stop Auburn's, D, uh, Auburn's offense. He didn't really say a whole lot, but um, I think that is definitely something to watch. And specifically, guys blocking him, right? Oh, I just realized I didn't play the most important part of Malzahn's press conference. Rewind real quick, and I guess we can translate this to guards are going to be blocking uh, LSU linebacker Jabril Cox. He talked about the new offensive line with Brandon Council out. How could I forget this? This is a Brandon Council podcast. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Here's Malzahn talking about their new offensive line with uh, with no Brandon Council. Yeah, we, we finished the game with Keandre Jones, which... You know, I think he's in a good spot to take that next step. We need a good week of practice. Um, you know, and then we got Austin Troxel too, that, uh, you know, is a veteran guy, too. So, you know, big weeks for both those guys, along with our guys that uh, have been playing. And you have seen the guys improve, you know, the last, um, you know, couple of weeks. And of course, we talked about last time as the first time two weeks in a row we had the same five. Now, obviously, we're not going to have one of those five, but. You know, just trying to keep developing that continuity. Right. So they've been getting better. Keandre Jones kind of sliding in there. We'll see how that happens. And we'll see how they kind of move to the next level. Uh, as far as, you know, I think they've done a good job with a lot of scrimmage. Can you shore up and get some of these one-on-one matchups, whether it's zone or gap blocking, like we talked about a second ago, with this uh, with this level of linebackers, guys like Jabril Cox for LSU. Also, LSU cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. versus Auburn wide receiver Seth Williams. This is a matchup that I think may decide the game. And here's why. I went on Locked On SEC, or I recorded with Locked On SEC yesterday. I don't know when that's going up. But I talked about this. Where if Stingley can shut down Williams, which I'm kind of expecting him to do so, who's going to be the receiver to step up? Auburn's going to be able to run the football, and I think they're going to have to run the football consistently in order to have a chance in this game. 
But I think in the passing game, it's not going to be about Seth Williams. I think Auburn's going to need Schwartz or Stove or I guess someone else, but I got a feeling it'll be one of those two guys. They're going to need them to step up because I think LSU is going to be able to take away Seth Williams. We'll see. We'll see. My issue here is Williams has not been able to get open. He's made contested catches, but he has not been able to create separation. And he's just been better at tracking the football than the guys covering him, which is great. But you're talking about a guy that's projected to be like the number two draft pick in the 2022 draft who can high point a football, who can track a football while it's in the air. And so I'm concerned about this matchup. I wish Pappas was here because I don't think he's high on Derek Stingley. Maybe he could talk me off the ledge a little bit here. But this is a matchup that I'm concerned about from Auburn's perspective. Derek Stingley Jr. versus Auburn receiver Seth Williams. I've got LSU running back Tyrion Davis-Price versus Auburn's linebackers Owen Papo and Zacoby McLean. They have not been great at tracking the football. They've not, not been great at angles. And Papo has been a little inconsistent as far as tackling goes. So want to see that get better. I've seen, uh, when I pick out these individual matchups, I kind of look at the top NFL draft grades. And Tyrion Davis-Price, LSU's running back, is not the guy that the NFL likes the most, but he's the guy with the most rushing yards for LSU. So that's why I have him written down. So just something to kind of keep tabs on and watch there. Lastly, LSU punter Zach Von Rosenberg. Yes, we have a punter matchup here. Versus Auburn punt returner Christian Tut, assuming he is back and healthy and good to go. I know he was shaken up kind of in and out against Ole Miss, but... I have this down because he's projected to get drafted. Um, he's um, a lot of people talking really highly about him. Super old dude. like He's like 28 or 29, but had an MLB career and it like fell apart, apparently. There's a story in the New York Times about it when you Google his name. I thought that was kind of cool if you're into that sort of thing. But um, yeah, yeah. Is LSU going to be able to flip the field? And also, I think it begs the question, like, are we even going to see a whole lot of punting in this game? I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of scoring, a lot of scoring. But if there's not, if it's this weird cliche, you know, Auburn-LSU matchup where the, it's, you know, 24-17 is your final, the punting game's going to matter. Can LSU flip the field? We'll see. We'll see. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever, and it's crazy. I really don't know how they do it. All these bars are uh, covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew, with 18 amazing flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, raspberry, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel. That's just a few of them. They've got a ton, 18. But the amazing thing is they're all good for you. Great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. High-protein, low-calorie, Low sugar, high in deliciousness. You got to try them. Go to uh, BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, no spaces, LOCKEDON, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. 
your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, uh, we got we got two listener questions I think we can get to here. We've got a few minutes. Um, let's see. This is from Mickey B. Something to consider when contrasting Seth Williams and Terry Beasley. Each will have three years of stats, and Terry played 10-game seasons. 30, 39 games versus 33 games. Also, if there was ever a co-Heisman, it was Pat and Terry. That's from Mickey B. Yeah, I didn't really get to watch him play, obviously, which is a bummer. But looking at his numbers and his stats and some of his highlights, I mean, incredible player. And I'm glad you bring up the fact that he played in 10-game seasons because obviously that's what Seth is having to do this year. Um, so pretty cool comparison, especially since we're saying, okay, who's going to be the best Auburn receiver of all time? Can Seth Williams pass um, pass Terry Beasley? We'll see. Um, I'm skeptical of it, but we will see. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that text. Also, um, let's see. Hey, guys, this is Jeremy Minton from Piedmont. College football should only give a head coach a challenge flag and give them one challenge per half. That will stop all the review crap throughout the whole game. Fans are spoiled to reviews, and there have been way too many in games. Simplify it and War Eagle. Uh, I'm anti-reviewing everything as well. Uh, I am very pro-speeding the game up. I know there's the argument of you know you want to make sure you get it right. I'd love for there to be a... Time limit for how long you can review a play. I I I get both sides of the argument, but I'm kind of right there with you. And as far as like you know, coaching you know, college coaches not really getting the challenge flags or whatever. The the argument right is that you challenge everything, and I just don't think that is the uh, the right way to do it. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. College football is a great product. Let's just leave it alone. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. But all in all, I, I think this matchup Saturday with Auburn versus LSU, it's uh, it's going to be a big deal for Gus Malzahn. I think Auburn's going to win this game. I haven't decided if I want to go high with the scoring output or low. Uh, I'm going to wait until we uh, we chat with with Locked On LSU's um, Matt Muscana. Um, we're recording later today, so that'll be on the Thursday show, and Michael Pappas should be back for that to join us as well. So. If you have any questions uh, for Ferg Friday coming up, we record with Ferg on Thursdays. Shoot us a text at 205-502-4285, and we'll uh, we'll try to get that in there. But, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. The show has grown. It is, uh, it is very, very cool to see um, all the support that you guys have given us. It means an absolute ton. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. You can follow me personally on Twitter at ZBlackerby, and the show is on Twitter at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.